I'm Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 148 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode The Adam Project Review. Uh, but I want to remind you guys before I get into that, that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, or you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, or Spotify. You can write me an email at gwgpodfellows uh, at gmail.com, that's gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. You can also uh, interact with me on Twitter at Just Little Joe. I'll put a link to the episode up on Twitter if you want to follow me there or write me uh, you know, a comment or something like that. So yeah, um, I'm calling this episode The Adam Project Review, and I don't normally review movies, but I wanted to because uh, this movie has to do with grief. It's a new movie that came out uh, March 11th, 2022 on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It is currently sitting at number one. Uh, I guess in the country, I'm uh, from. I guess that's how they measure it. You know, they have like a top ten list. Another uh, a quick aside, kind of blew me away after my wife uh, and I finished watching the movie last night. I was kind of blown away by the fact that you know what number ten is. Number ten on Netflix list is uh, Shrek. That's right, the original Shrek from I think 2002 is Netflix number ten movie in the nation. So uh, yeah, but. Um, I'm going to review and spoil this movie. Uh, So you've been warned. This is a spoiler review for The Atom Project. Um, I have IMDB up. I'm keeping all that stuff uh, up so I can tell you what is going on with the movie. And I don't um, screw stuff up. Um, I took some notes uh, when I was obviously reviewing or watching with my wife mental notes. And I wrote some stuff down. Um, so yeah, this, this, I guess, had been in development for a long time, um, but, uh, again, Ryan Reynolds really, uh, he was a producer, he really championed the project. The, the basic premise of the movie is that Adam is in the year 2050, uh, and he has the, uh, Ryan Reynolds, Adam, he plays Adam, he has the ability, uh, time travel is a real thing in the future, we kind of start the movie off kind of like in the middle, like in Meteorias, like in the middle of things. He's injured. It's basically a, a fighter jet with a time travel device on it. He shoots it forward. It opens up a wormhole. He's able to travel through. He stole the ship because he's on an important mission to save his wife, uh, Laura Zosalander, who did a jump years ago and never returned. Uh, and what he does is he goes to his old house when he was 12 years old. So he jumps all the way back to uh, 2022 where he meets the 12-year-old version of himself. And as you come to find out, uh, he, the 12-year-old version of himself, uh, is being bullied at school and is in a really bad place because his father died about a year ago, a year and a half ago. His mother is played by Jennifer Garner. She plays Ellie Reed. Uh, Mark Ruffalo plays Louis Reed. He is a scientist. Anyway, uh, the kid is sad. And what I like about this early scene when the mom is driving him home from him being bullied is that, you know, she says, basically, I'm not doing well either with this. You know, it's hard. And I think there's a scene later. Well, I'll just do this chronologically. So you do get this sense that it is, She's doing all this for her son. She's trying to be nice to him, put on a brave face. But she is also grieving because her husband died. You know, the, the love of her life died. 
and that is terrible. And uh, Adam, the young Adam, 12-year-old Adam, is actually played by, um, I got his name up here, Walker Scobell, and he's very good. In fact, my wife says, hey, he kind of looks like, uh, you could see him turning into Ryan Reynolds. So we fast forward a bit, and um, Ryan Reynolds basically comes to the house very quietly, and through a very quick thing, and I like this, and a lot of time travel movies, there would be, how do you know this? How do you do that? How do you do this? It is immediately established within like probably a minute or two, and I actually like that. Time travel is real. I'm here from the past. There's something I have to do, but I'm injured. I have to clean myself up, and I have to try to find somebody. He has a picture of his wife, Laura, and he basically talks to um, the the younger version of himself about time travel and things and says, I'm, I'm injured. My ship is also hurt because I stole it. It's got to repair itself, but in the future, we use DNA. Since I'm hurt, it won't work, but guess who has the same DNA as me? You. So they go in the ship. They have a pretty cool moment where he says, yes, time travel is real. The ship needs time to repair itself. I'm hurt. I got stabbed trying to steal the ship, so I need to heal up. Uh, and let's go to town and get some stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's great. But before he leaves the house, uh, he says, I need a jacket because he's basically got a flight suit. And Adam says, well, you can wear one of Dad's stuff. So they go in the room. They find the jacket. And Ryan Reynolds says, oh, wow, I haven't. You know, she she didn't clean any of this out. And the young Adam says, yeah, it was only a year ago. She said all this stuff. And uh, he says, where, you know, where is your mom? And he says, the young Adam says, oh, she's on a date with Derek. And, he's, and Ryan Reynolds says, oh, Derek, that's right. Well, he doesn't matter. And then the young Adam says, none of them matter. And then Ryan Reynolds takes an amazing beat where he sits there for a second. And then he turns and said, listen, I forgot what a little jerk I was, basically. And she's grieving too and you don't have to be like this you know you don't have to be a jerk every three minutes and quipping because the kid quips at his mom and again she is grieving as well she lost her husband it's terrible so he gets a jacket he goes to town he gets some stuff to heal up and there's just this sense of like you know he gets mad he talks about how mad he is at their dad and he's kind of dismissive of what he was going through and uh he said well there's you know, I, I don't know what to do, um, but I, I have to do this. And then he explains everything about Laura, his wife, who was another pilot like him, who could um, was the best pilot. Supposedly she had an accident and her ship blew up. We get a little bit of the backstory of the Soren Corporation. Uh, Catherine Keener plays it, Maya Soren. She basically is, like controls time travel. It's like a corporate thing where this corporation controls time travel. And he says, well, obviously, I have a feeling that my wife was on to something, and I don't think Sorian's completely on the level. So you should definitely check that out. Well, they get back to the house, and uh, they're followed because the ship was tracked. And uh, they beat up a bunch of soldiers, and a cool thing was something that is kind of like a lightsaber that's not a lightsaber. Both Adams make a lot of jokes about it, where the young Adam says, is that a lightsaber? He says, it's not a lightsaber, and it kind of looks like a lightsaber. But they have a cool action scene. Lo and behold, Laura... Uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife shows up and she helps him beat all these people and says, I was waiting for you to come get me, you know? And uh, I, 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 uh, my ship blew up. I crashed in, um, you know, the year 2018 because I was onto something. And then basically tells the plot of the movie, which is, as we figured, Soren is controlling time travel 
and has probably gone back to the past to tell her younger self, here's what you need to do to control all of time travel. Because even though early on you worked with Mark Ruffalo, a Lewis Reed, Adam's father, he wants to make everything, you know, give it to the public, but we need to control it, basically. So they go back and forth. And the only way they can figure out to stop everything is to destroy uh, the machine that's causing time travel. Now, interspaced with all this, his wife, Laura, says, you have to go back to 2018. It's the only way it's possible. You have to destroy the machine at the facility. And what I love about it is there's this great scene where when they go back to 2018, uh, they go to um, Mark Ruffalo's... um, He's a, he's a science teacher uh, at a university, and he goes there, and they watch some of his class. Ryan Reynolds makes a quip like he always does, but it's very heartfelt, and he basically says, uh, you know, um, sorry, I'm just auditing the class. But Ryan Reynolds and Walker Scoball are there and together, and uh, you see Mark Ruffalo say, oh, my God, Adam, and looks at both of them. And I love the fact that this is expedited, And it is so, like a lot of people don't like time travel movies for all the intricacies of time travel. But what I like about this is it immediately explains there is this feeling. And I forgot to mention it, but Adam, uh, Ryan Reynolds' character says, listen, whatever happens and how you affect the future, it kind of realigns. There may be an echo, but because what we're doing right now may change the future, things are realigned and our memories realign because it's the timeline that we know. And I, I, I like, now you could say that's ridiculous or whatever, but I mean, it's a time travel movie. I do like the explanation. It's good. It's, ex, you know, it's expeditious. It just gets it going. Like there's none of this like, okay, well, let me take out a chalkboard. And they do do that a little bit. But I mean, to forgive Mark Ruffalo, he's a science teacher at a university for, for, for him to have a worm, or, uh, wormhole theory talking to his students about it kind of makes sense. Anyway, out of the class, they go to, they have a fight. Uh, Mark Ruffalo and Ryan Reynolds punch each other and they talk about how much they hate each other and they're dumb, whatever. They get mad at each other because father and son always get mad at each other and they're adults. They go to a hotel and they they hash it out. Uh, and Ryan Reynolds told his younger self, Walker Scoba, listen, we can't tell him about, you know, the accident. He can't know. It could affect something. We can't tell him. So there, anyway, flat, uh, fast forward to the hotel. They're talking. Ryan around gets very upset and said, listen, you know, because there is this funny joke about Mark Ruffalo doesn't believe what's going on and keeps talking about scientific theories about time travel. And Ryan Reynolds says, Jesus Christ, I'm standing in front of you from the future. It's not a theory. It works. Stop talking about it as it's a theory. And I love that part of the movie. Like, listen, I am literally standing in front of you proof that your theory works. Stop saying that it might not work. It works. Anyway, everybody has a fight, or at least the older Adam and Mark Ruffalo have a fight. And he says, you know, I'm tired of dealing with you. It's been 20 years. It's whatever. But you need to talk to the younger version of me. And he points at the 12-year-old version of himself. You need to talk to me and make it right and stop being a scientist and be a dad. And it's not all theories. And he goes out and he has a beer and... The younger Adam tries to talk to his dad, and his dad's like, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything that will affect the future. We have to make this right. Uh, and he, basically it comes down to we got to blow up your machine. You know, uh, It's the T2 uh, thing, which is fine. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's fine. This thing's going at a clip. It's an hour and 46 minutes. Loved it. 
expedited so much of the plot. So they decide to destroy the machine. The young Adam goes, talks to uh, Ryan Reynolds. They have a moment. And I love this moment where he says, I don't think that you are mad at our dad for dying. And then Ryan Reynolds says, well, what do you know? And he says, well, you know what? You forget a lot when you're older. And I think you're just sad that he died. You're not mad at him. It's easier to be mad than it is sad. And I think that is very true. It rang true with me. Uh, I did see my wife giving me the side eye every movie because obviously my father passed away. And uh, we'll talk about it a little later. There's something that really hit me in the feels. Two scenes, I think, that are just so great. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to expedite a little bit through the end. I know this is a spoiler episode, but I want to get to these two scenes that are kind of like post-end. So they decide to destroy the machine. Both Adams help. Mark Ruffalo shows up, uh, the father, because he says, listen, you're not going to be able to destroy my machine without you. And uh, we got to do this together. Uh, they also earlier just introduced, I'm kind of expediting some of this, Catherine Keener uh, Soren was talking to her younger self. I've heard some criticism of this online because they did the age reduction technology they've used in a lot of movies. So she basically just looked like, um, you know, she was, it didn't look right, you know. And uh, so basically Catherine Keener, the current day one, is talking to a young version of herself. And uh, I think it probably, I mean, that would have been a lot of work and money. I, I would have hoped that they could have maybe just cast a younger actress, you know, been like, this doesn't, you know, done. Anyway, that was their choice. So both Sorens have to go stop the, the, uh, the Adams from destroying the machine, right? Uh, so there's a massive fight. It looks really cool. Uh, a magnet, the machine is powered by a big magnet. It pulls all the metal to the machine because it gets damaged. One of the cooler scenes in the movie is the older Soren saying, I will shoot you unless you give me this hard drive that was in the machine that the Adams extracted. They don't do it. Her younger version of herself kind of moves in between them, away from them. So there's like a triangle. Uh, Catherine Keener shoots them, but the bullet she used has a magnetic casing and it goes through her younger self hence killing her younger self and her older self fades away so we don't have to worry about her. This is a very long, cool action sequence. Um, they played Boston in it for some reason. Uh, I don't know why, but it was a good scene. There's a lot of good action. There's a lot of good hero landing. Uh, Walker Scobiel gets a cool power staff hero landing, which just always looks cool. I don't care. I know Deadpool made fun. Obviously, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Made fun of the superhero landing. I don't care. It looks cool. This 12-year-old kid had to be having a treat because you could tell he was on wires even though it was well edited, but, you know, they're not going to put a 12-year-old, hey, just jump up there. Anyway, you could tell that grin on his face when he looks up is genuine of like, I just had a superhero landing. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Anyway, there's two scenes at the end that I think are very pivotal. There's one in the beginning that I skipped because I thought it was a little bit pandering where Ryan Reynolds, when he was hurt, went to town. Hey, lo and behold, his mom shows up and she's very upset because her son's fighting at school. She doesn't know what to do. It's very on the nose where he says, well, I'm sorry I was eavesdropping. He's drinking. She's having a glass of wine. And he says, you know, what's, sorry, what's going on? I, I eavesdropped. Basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing some of this. And she says, oh, my, you know, my son's going through a lot of school. I don't know what to do. Uh, you know, my father or my uh, husband passed away a year ago, and I just don't know what to do. And he says, well, you know, you're grieving too, which is kind of what she got at with her son earlier in the movie, you know, that it was like the unspoken of, this sucks for me too. 
he says it like you're grieving and you should tell your son that you're grieving that scene didn't hit as much for me i know i'm 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 rewinding a lot but it just seemed like there was a better way to do it like he could have made something up he thought his at that time ryan reynolds thought his wife was dead and he could have said something like yeah i lost my wife a few years ago too it's 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 pretty bad but like uh you know i don't know they could have had a shared moment like that there could have been something you know but it was a quick scene in the bar anyway uh, Jennifer Garner's great in it. Uh, anyway, so the end of the movie, they, they destroy the machine, what have you. Um, but they still have the hard drive. Uh, Mark Ruffalo wakes up in the morning uh, with his six-year-old son at this point. I can't do math. Anyway, Adam is very young, probably five or six. Jennifer Garner's like, oh, I'm going to work. And he, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to stay home with the kid today. You know, I just want to spend some time with him. And then they have a really heartfelt thing about She says, listen, you know, you don't need to pander to him. He'll be fine, you know, because Mark Ruffalo said, you know, do you think he's lonely or anything? And she says, well, yeah, probably. But like, you're OK. Like when you're here, it's great. You know, I love you. And uh, it's a good scene. Um, but after they destroy everything and he comes home, everybody comes home. The both Adams and the father come home after they've gotten the hard drive. Um, they just have a really good heartfelt thing. And here's the two scenes, in my opinion, that make the movie amazing. Uh, somebody, I think it's a younger Adam. They're all standing there like, I can't believe we got away with that. And then it says, I have to tell you something, Dad. And he looks at Mark Ruffalo and says, I have to tell you something. And Mark Ruffalo says, I already know. I knew the moment both of you came into my science class that something was wrong and it wasn't going to be good, you know? And Ryan Reynolds says, listen, we can't say anything. And he says, but he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I had to come to this, that, you know, uh, you're the time travel, your work. And Mark Ruffalo gives this amazing speech about, you know, I'll be okay with it. I know something's going to happen and I'm probably not going to make it. But, and, and, and this almost got me where he looked at both Adams and then he looked at the older Adams and he says, I never would have known you would have turned out okay. I never would have known that this, this uh, thing happened. You know, as someone who's lost their father, uh, that meant a lot, you know, uh, it's only been a few years, but uh, a lot has changed in the world and even with me. And I would love to sit down by Dan and be like, it's okay. It turned out all right. It's not perfect, but this is what it is. And they have this very emotional scene where all the Adams hug, but there's an intense scene right before all the Adams hug that Ryan Reynolds and Mark Ruffalo hug together and they start crying. And he's like, I never would have known you would have been good and turned out good. And it's okay. And remember that I love you and that it's okay. You know, it's okay to be who you are and be true to yourself basically. And then the young Adam hugs and I'm like on the verge of tears watching this movie. But the other thing that I, that I want to, the other scene I want to shout out uh, is, um, you know, the, the scene right after this where um, they play catch together, which is alluded to in a previous scene, which again, I, I'm truncating some of this, but they play to catch together. Now here's the deal. I've talked about it before uh, on this podcast my father and I used to play catch together, right? We used to sit in the backyard, throw the ball around, and we used to talk. It's an incredibly cliched thing. And I know in movies they're like, ah, oh, the cliched thing where you play catch with your dad. I don't know who listened to this show or, or everywhere, but like you probably have a moment where you kick the soccer ball around or I'm sorry, the football around. Uh, maybe you're into rugby or cricket and you set up uh, you know, or something or lacrosse, some sport. Those are very random sports. 
that you maybe uh, palled around with your father with, hopefully, you know, if you've had that kind of relationship with them. And this, again, it's so cliched, we're going to go out and play a catch, but I was like tearing up because my dad and I used to do that and we used to talk while we did it and it was incredibly heartfelt and they just have a few moments to do that before they fade away because obviously they've changed their future. Now there's a few scenes at the end of the movie which are okay and kind of set up things like echoes. So the young Walker Scobell, the young Adam, actually hugs his mother because that's the last thing the older self said to the younger self. Uh, Ryan Reynolds said to him, just hug your mom, you know, and not, and he has a really good line, not that crappy side hug, like break your ribs hug. And he says, okay, I will. And he does it. And we don't know why we kind of get back to another scene where it was like, I don't know, in the movie that we've seen before. And he uh, does it. And it's great. And then we have a scene with Ryan Reynolds in the future meeting Zoe Salander, uh, who played um, Salanda. Sorry, I was saying everyone playing Laura. They meet. It's great. But it's really those two scenes at the end for me, which were like the emotional part of the movie where you get to sit and say, oh, my God, like. (laughs) again just him saying like it's so powerful for Mark Ruffalo to look at the older version of his son and say I never would have known and now I know it's okay so whatever happens to me I know you turn out okay not great just okay like it's what it is and and to me that's powerful so you know I don't really uh review a lot of movies but there's something about this movie there's genuine moments there's a good action movie here I like the fact that they expedite time travel. They're just like, yep, it's real. Stop asking questions. We have to move forward. They have a mission. They execute on it. There's cool fights towards the end. There's cool enemies. They get very close to ripping off a lightsaber, but don't rip off a lightsaber. And I love that it's a continued joke back and forth. Oh, you know. Anyway, uh, very heartfelt. Mark Ruffalo did amazing. Jennifer Garner did amazing. Um, I wish she was in like one more scene, but I don't know how that would work. I mean, the movie flowed. So you really can't say like, hey, can we just put her in at like the 45 minute mark? It's like, why? You know, she did great. Anyway, uh, it is great, heartfelt, great performance by Ryan Reynolds. I'm seeing a lot of stuff online. I've just read headlines. I try not to read reviews before I review stuff. But I'm seeing some kind of snarky headlines about, you know, fluff. This is just a fluff movie. If you come to this movie with any kind of earnestness and you like Ryan Reynolds, you like Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, they all give amazing performances, you know. And so I think that that is what grounds the movie and and it takes it a little bit a step above what you would normally consider to be, uh, you know, whatever, cannon fodder or what have you. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to be my review for The Atom Project. Really recommend it. Again, I don't do a lot of movies on this podcast, but... When something comes along that's like, we're going to deal with grief, and it's this amazing thing, and Ryan Reynolds uh, seemed to be very upfront and great at portraying this. So I want to say bravo to everybody at Netflix uh, and the director, Sean Levy, I believe, and uh, everybody that was involved. He did a great job. Um, So I guess with that, guys, I guess that's it this week. I will talk to you guys next week, but I want to remind you guys that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m., uh, please go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com, drop me an email, let me know what you think of the show, or maybe there's a game or movie you want me to review, um, or you can interact with me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe, or you could subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes, the Google Play Store, and I'm on Spotify. So go to those places, do all the things, give me the stars, the likes, the emails, everything, um, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.